We laugh. We cry. We learn. But really, what doesn't kill you makes you better at managing clients and everyone. I'm Morgan Friedman, and this is Client Horror Stories. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Client Horror Stories. I am very excited today to have as my guest, Nick, and I hope I pronounced this right, Genitakis. You got it. Okay. Nailed it. I can really now. I'm going home. <laughs> Nick, the, uh, the general style of the podcast is we just jump right into the stories. And we've spoken a few times before, and, I'm, and, and you've given me some glimpses of your story. Let's jump right in. I'm here, here with my water. It's, uh... Okay. So this was back in about 2013, maybe 2014. Um, I was with one of my friends who happens to be a general contractor in like the literal sense of like, you know, he puts tiling down, he like builds office spaces and stuff like that. And he's a good friend of mine. And uh, he needed some help moving one of those really big glass displays that you would typically see in, you know, any type of store that might be selling some merchandise. So, you know, I hopped along in his truck, went to some office space and um, turns out in that office space, uh, the business owner was there and we were kind of just talking about whatever, you know, contractor guys off doing his work. I don't want to like bug him. So I'm talking to the business owner and uh, he brought up that uh, he's just starting this business here, which happens to be a vape shop, which by the way, I, I'm not into that stuff at all. I just happened to be there. Um, but he had a side business of selling ugly sports team sweaters. So are you familiar with them? Like the- I'm with the ugly Christmas sweater thing, hmm. but I didn't know that there's an ugly sports team sweater thing. Yeah, so this one was specific to uh, college sports, but same exact concept, just really, really nasty looking sweaters and other, um, well, nasty on whosoever perspective. But he, he mentioned that he was selling all of these sweaters and other merchandise, um, and he was selling them physically. So, you know, we're talking 2013 or so, back then malls were still a thing. So season, seasonally, like in November and December, he would get a kiosk in a mall and uh, sell these things. And he wanted to start branching off to selling these online for the first time. So prior to this, he was doing this for, you know, maybe 10 years or so on his own with no online. And uh, we got to talking and he's like, oh, you develop web applications. Was the, was the ugly sports team sweater, was it his full-time job or like a little side project? Just a seasonal side project. So his main job was uh, the vape store that he was starting. And I then- see. So I want to interject with, with, warning sign or yellow flag number one in my experience when someone is doing something as a side project they're almost always approach it a lot less seriously than when it's their main thing and because you approach it you're amazing oh my god i need to see this on my client side project there eh, whatever they usually are like so respond they don't care and they don't think that seriously and that alone these is so many issues, which is why I personally have a rule for the last few years. I don't work with anyone unless it's the thing that they're doing. Yeah, that is very sound advice. This was an interesting scenario, though, because for him, since it was very seasonal, just going on for November, December, it was very mm-hmm. lax throughout the year. But then it was like major crazy crunch time in December. Right, right. It got 
but yeah, but he's also like managing his real business at the same time. So it was very hard to juggle all of that. But this was his first take on, on wanting to go online to sell these. And, you know, we got to talking and I kind of mentioned that I was, you know, into web development, you know, and all this other stuff. And yeah, like one thing led to another. And um, I decided to take the job with him to help him create a website to sell these ugly sweaters. And um, I ended up using Shopify for that one. You familiar with that platform? I know and that Shopify. Was my- <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was my first time ever messing around with that platform. But, uh, you know, we didn't just like strike the deal right there, like handshake done within like 30 seconds. So, you know, I told him I would do it and stuff, but I talked to my friend first, the, the general contractor who basically introduced me to him. And, you know, the business owner was a friend of that guy. So it was like a friend of a friend. So I felt like that's already like warning flag number one, too. It's like, you have to be very careful when you're working for either direct friends or friends of friends or families of friends and stuff like that, because yeah. So what, what, that, that's a good point. Well, I'll add to that the following. Well, it's definitely a warning sign. A younger version of myself would have thought the exact opposite. I would have thought, no, it's not a warning sign. It's actually a Greenland head. Oh, someone I trust really trusts him. Like it, 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 it has to be great. Only now do I, do I <laughs> see it's so many emotional entanglements that it's, that it's never worth it. Yeah, because it's like as soon as you go down that road, if you ever do something that makes them upset or something wrong or like you don't bend to their every whim, then suddenly it jeopardizes your friendship with the guy who introduced you. Like it just becomes like um, like a rat's nest of uh, emotional things. But, um, you know, since it was a friend of a friend, I gave him like, a, you know, a special discount price, which also was like mistake um, number like 85 in this project. <laughs> we're, we're, we're counting up the, 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 the yellow flags here. It's interesting. In, I mean, there should be like a whole new color wheel where like a whole bunch of yellow turns into a red. So, yeah. so another- but, Don't worry, cap. we're, we're going to hit like, what is that? Like um, when they measure this, the, the snow, right? It starts like green and blue and yellow and then red. And then you get into like purple and magenta and it's like, you're, you're dead. Like, we're going to get there. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, but discounts is another like, then it's like, as soon as this discount happens on your side, you're like, uh, it's kind of worth my time. It's just barely worth my time to do it, but not really from his time with people. And like people that ask for discounts, or it's, a, it's a way of thinking where they can never get enough discounts. So no matter what, how you give him a 20% discount, he still thinks he's being overcharged. So it, it, so it just puts you in a lose-lose situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And it definitely, it messes with your mind too, because if you happen to get other work at the same time, so just for a little bit of context around what I do, it's like, you know, at the time, just pure contract work. So I had jobs coming in, jobs leaving, like, but if something really, really good comes up for, let's say, you know, five times the rate that I was charging this guy, it suddenly feels like, oh, what am I doing with this guy? Like, why not just take the way better job, you know? But yeah. But um, yeah, so I agreed to do this job for uh, substantially less than my normal fees. And it was also sort of interesting because um, I was learning Shopify for the first time and that, that would be my first time using Shopify. But, you know, I've had many, many, many years of just general web development experience. I figured like, how hard is it really going to be? You know, I log into their admin, take pictures of photos, upload the photos, attach prices and variants and sizes and things. And really that wasn't too bad at all, like uh, complexity wise setting up that. But it did take, you know, quite a lot of hours and um you know, like you say, when those warning signs pop up, they tend to just uh, continue. So yeah, it wasn't just like, oh, take like, you know, 30 pictures of these sweaters and we're done. Like it ended up just being like, take like, you know, all of these, like, I probably took something like 200 photos of everything and I had to write like 
product descriptions, and it ended up taking basically a lot longer than what I anticipated for it to, uh, you know, actually put it all together. But uh, uh, interesting question on that is sometimes things just take much more time than, than you expect just because, oh, you don't realize you have to account for time to do product descriptions and so on. Have you changed your process to, let's say, estimate better or your, how you bill in order, to, in order to account for them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So normally, I mean, what I'm doing right now, like literally today, it's usually not similar things where I'm like writing product descriptions, but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, so it's a very good idea to come up with an estimate and then like add 50% to it or even double that estimate in time because it gives you some leeway and because yeah, if you're developing some something, chances are something is gonna come up that you didn't account for in your estimate. And I found at least it's much better to say, okay, this is probably gonna take like, you know, 80 hours to do. But if you end up finishing it in 60, suddenly you're like a hero. It's like, well, you got it done like whatever that is, like 20% faster or something like that. So then the client is like really into that. So I would definitely, what is that one phrase? Um, yeah, over, over deliver under promise or the other way around, you know? Um, exactly. <laughs> under promise, over deliver. There we go. Exactly. Okay. Makes sense. Now back to the story. Yeah. So things are going on. And uh, so, to, you know, to go to that wheel of colors, uh, then the other flag was, um, well, and by the way, I should set this up too. Like he actually lived, uh, well, his office space was very close to where I was. So we're talking like, you know, like a 15 minute walking distance. And uh, I'm someone who actually likes to walk a lot, just, you know, just to get exercise and just generally like it. So I ended up going there quite often because he was one of those folks who just didn't like to use the internet to communicate like barely had an email address and stuff like that, which is interesting considering when it is started like an online business. But um, yeah, so it, it turns out like I ended up having to go to his office space quite often. Uh, like, you know, I probably went there. It's hard to say like, you know, cause this happened like 2013, 14, how many exact times I went there, but easily, easily like 15 or 20 times uh, without. So what, so actually there, there are a few yellow, yellow flags that are subtle from that, that, that are worth Meeting out for all ye younger versions of ourselves listening to this. Um, one, um, one, one, one yellow flag is the other person physically living too close. We were talking a few minutes about like the dangers of uh, or the risk of working with friends, but there's just this physical proximity and similar like friends, family are closest, people that are physically close to you. It's the same talking because it makes it so natural. Just stop by. Mm -hmm. um, while at the same time, working with people on the other side of the world has a different series of risks. So you, you always want the forced boundary of like physical land or like driving minutes um, uh, between each. It's, it's, it's another one that I, I, I didn't used to appreciate um, uh, that much. Not too close, but not, um, but, um, but, but not too far. Uh, the other warning flag from that that, that I want to call attention to is the power of precedence. Like, okay, he comes over once, whatever, he comes over twice. Like by the third time, it's a pattern. So mm. so like like as soon as you notice the pattern that like this precedent is being set and then it's being repeated, like then it's very easy for that to snowball into a thing of him just stopping by. So um, so paying attention to these sorts of precedent precedence is also is also useful. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And there's definitely more related things where how that escalated to other things of, oh, come, you know, to this other physical place and we'll do some stuff. But um, we'll, we'll get into that for sure. But yeah, a lot of these times when I was going there, it wasn't even to do, like, I wasn't sitting there with a laptop, like coding the site. It was more just like getting ideas of, you know, what he wants to put on the site and, you know, taking some photographs of the sweaters and, you know, generally just any questions I had, any questions he had, you know, lots of back and forth like that. But then, yeah, but those things end up taking quite a lot of time, right? Because, okay, let's say I walk there for 15 minutes. Fine. I'm not going to count that as like build time, even though it kind of is because you're going there for that purpose. But yeah, I was there usually for, you know, we're talking two hours maybe at a time. And uh, he was one of those guys who he would always give you some type of, yeah. Oh, yeah, I actually just wanted to call it something because it's actually a super good point you made. But there's all this time that's not billable, but you actually spent like 15 minutes to 15 minutes from. If you have an eight-hour workday, like that's uh, that's one-sixteenth of your work time already for this, even though, it's, even though it's not billable. So your billable rate just needs to account for, okay, we will be going back and forth. Yeah, right now I'm like very, very fortunate to have a remote job where my uh, commute is like sidestepping three feet over to a different desk. And it's so much better, I mean, than like a 45 minute drive. <laughs> I, one, of the, one of the few benefits of the new world order that we're now living under. Yes. So yeah, no, I was there for probably two hours at least each visit. But I, I think, yeah, he was one of those guys who every time he would ask you to do something, like he was a really nice guy. Like that's the weird thing, not weird thing, but he has that vibe of like, you just want to be friends with him. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, no problem. Like, yeah, we'll get lunch or my wife just cooked this. Like, do you want some of that? Like, it was always like, you know, oh, come here to talk business, but then you'll get like this little reward or something like a free lunch or something. But it really, in my opinion, it's not fair. You know, it's like, there's warning signs of like you not being taken advantage of on purpose. Cause I don't think that was as intense, but there's things to definitely look out for in that regard, just because that's how some folks are. Have you experienced that also in the past? Um, yes. And what's uh, definitely, and that's, a, that's another, we're just chalking up all the yellow flags here. So this is a, a lot of these client hearts are confused. like one huge red flag. But what's interesting about this is it seems like so far at least not a big thing. It's just a collection of all uh, of all these of all these yellow, uh, all these yellow flags. So with that one, I definitely know that where they always like offer you like, oh, we'll go out to lunch. Like it, it happens to be so much. People want to take me out to lunch, or but they really want to like pick my brain. But instead of paying me for an hour, we'll just have a fun lunch together. Mm. And that's that's um, a version of the same. But what makes that particularly interesting is you hinted at it, but I think it's really worth calling attention to, is that it usually doesn't happen from a bad spot where it's not like, oh, how can I go to services for free? Let me take him to lunch. It's like, we're friends. Like, we like each other. We like hanging out. And they happen to need advice for what I know lots about again and again and again and again. So it's kind of like we're just hanging out as friends. Hey, he's my friend. He would be doing that anyway. And there's this very thin line for, uh, for, for when it turns into like you thanking someone by giving them something to it, to it being an implicit part of a deal. Oh wait, there's a deal? Now let's think about the terms of the deal. Is all my time for a lunch really worth it? Yeah. No, it's funny that you bring up the friendship thing too. Like, you know, at the time I wouldn't consider him like a close friend, but we were definitely in that water of like, okay, like, you know, he's, he's fun to hang around with. Like he's in that friend category. And even like, you know, little fun things were happening there too at the time, like, cause he was running that vape shop 
And, um, you know, we're talking like a couple months after it was actually, uh, you know, uh, the contractor finished the work, like it was actually a full blown store, people were coming in. And uh, yeah, there were just like fun times where, like one of his distributors were calling on the phone, and he didn't want to pick it up. So he just asked me to pick it up. And like, I know nothing about this business at all. So like, I just picked it up, like I introduced myself as like Ulrich von Lichtenstein, like out of nowhere, like that just came out out of the blue. <laughs> And That's for it. anyone out there who doesn't know that reference to the name, I don't know if you've ever seen this, like the movie A Knight's Tale. It's like one of my favorite movies, but I had just watched it, I guess, like prior to working with him. But anyways, yeah, that's where that name came from. But And then, you know, I, I'm trying to like answer questions about like different liquids and vapes and like whatever I don't know anything about, just like looking at shelves and like pointing to him like this one, that one. And, uh, you know, people were laughing like, you know, we had like a good time, basically. So in some way, like I didn't mind going there because it was like a friendly atmosphere, but yeah, that's also like got to be careful working with friends for sure. But in terms of like other like potential things that maybe went wrong throughout that process, you know, as those flags continue to accumulate, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, can you come here for an hour or two to discuss this thing? Um, once it really hit like the seasonal time, like in November, he would get these tons and tons and tons of shipments like of, and to give you some context of scale, like, you know, he would sell about $100,000 worth of merchandise in those two months. Now That's the profit real. margins, the profit margins weren't insane. It was like 10% or something like that. Like, but it's still like, you know, pretty good, pretty good amount of money for the effort put in. But what that translated to though, is just tons of boxes of just sweaters and other merchandise and stuff like that to the point where like, you know, he's like, oh, can you help me um, package these up and like, you know, move them from my garage to a storage unit and stuff like that. So now suddenly it went from like developing a Shopify website to becoming like a hired gun to like move boxes, you know, like it's a um, little bit outside the scope of what we agreed on, but we were sort of like semi friends and kind of, so it was like, okay, no problem. And then before you know it, at like 7 PM on a Thursday or whatever, I'm, I'm moving boxes for like two hours. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's uh, in software, you, as you know, we often talk about scope creep where, um, where the client wants to build this, but then you slowly add more and more things. And this is, uh, this is a bit like, uh, like client work or project work looks you. So it's not even in the software, the website. It's like, oh yeah, your, your job description did not include moving boxes, but now it does, boxes need to be moved. Yeah. And the weird thing is, is like, in my own mind, I almost talked myself into being like, oh, that's not too bad. It's like moving boxes, like, cool. Like, at least I got some exercise, like what harm is that? But again, it's like just piling on some stuff and it even got even crazier. Like once you started to set up the kiosk in the mall, so like a kiosk is kind of just like a little, you know, shop in the middle of the mall somewhere, right? Just a stand essentially. Uh, but you can't like set that stuff up during business hours. So what we ended up doing was like literally at midnight, we transferred like dozens and dozens of boxes from a storage unit into the mall and then set up the kiosk and stuff. We're talking like, you know, from like 1130 midnight all the way to like six o'clock in the morning. Somehow I like, I agreed to do that because I, what, what's wrong with me? I don't know. <laughs> also because like you're just starting out, you're younger, you were friends. At first you're like, cool, 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 cool. It's fine. And then you're like, and then because you're smart, you realize that, okay, this isn't the job description, but that's fine. You enjoy it. It's like, you want your client to succeed and you'll do what needs to be done. I'll do the dirty work. You boxes, I'll move the boxes. Was there like a moment or something that happened where like, where you realized this is too much and, uh, or, uh, or, or how did it go? 
Yeah. So I don't know if there was like a distinct moment where like Morgan Freeman voice comes in your own mind where like at this moment, like he knew he really screwed up. Like, <laughs> but um, I guess it was just more. Watch out. Good angel, good angel, bad angel. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There, w- there wasn't a distinct point. I think it was just like just tiny little things where I would second guess those things usually at nighttime, you know, like right before when you're trying to fall asleep, you kind of replay your day. And then you just, you think to yourself like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing all of that? Like for that, you're already doing this for way less. Like, yeah. So it was that eventually. And, you know, the project did get completed in the end and I was definitely happy when uh, it was all over, but in the weird way though, like I have no, I guess, regrets over that. Like I don't resent that time doing that, but at the same time, like I definitely don't make those mistakes uh, again. And also like just going back to like, you know, after like that one night of setting all that stuff up in the mall, you know, like a couple of days later, like he invited me over to dinner, like his wife cooked like a nice meal and it was a little cool and everything. But yeah, again, it was just like a lot of mixing of, of business and friendship or like, here's like a big ask, but then here's like something as like compensation, you know, like a free lunch, but dinner instead or something like that. So it's interesting. There, in my experience, there's something like two different business modes. What we could call to really, really simplify and this is, isn't accurate and there's a zillion exceptions, you could call the first world mode versus the third world mode, or let's say the, the developed world versus developing world, because I think those are the phrases that, have, that, that people, are, people are using now. And I spent a lot of my career building things in the in first developed world and in the, in the third developing world. So, so I, I've seen a difference. And what's interesting to me is in the first world way of approach, everything is formal, legal, paperwork, doc, documentation, and um, while in the third in the third world, developing world, it's not only is there so much less of that, but the exact opposite of that is focus on relationships, and where like everything is relationship first. You need to hire someone, of course you hire your cousin, and um, like you uh, with the people you're working with, it's more like a group of friends or family, and oh yeah, you happen to do stuff. And this is I think one of the reasons why in developing countries productivity is much much lower than in uh than in than in developed countries as well because hey if it's just lots of people hanging out then i like then you know if it's your 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 family hanging out it's it's a very different thing okay how do we achieve this how do we do this how do we get this done it's a very different way uh, way 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 of thinking and what's interesting about your case is well, we can think about those as like the two extreme versions of the extremes in the real world. Like almost everyone is like somewhere in the middle between mm-hmm. um, uh, between these two, and there's this uh, there's this mixing of the of the professional and, uh, and and personal in all different ways. So like I find it interesting that when this is all done, he invited you to dinner. Like he like on the one hand, it's like he realized you did much more than he was paying you for. So, um, uh, so he wanted to compensate you somehow. On the other hand, from this more developing world relationship mentality, wow, he's helpful. I really like him. He's fun talking to as well. He's been great. Let, like, let's let's bring him over as well, and just mm-hmm. and, and just hang out with him socially as well. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't want to like out his ethnicity, but let's just say that his parents immigrated here from a different country. So. There was definitely that, like, not like a third world type of thing, but 
like friendliness and family, I guess, was just a big thing that was a part of him. And also speaking about contracts, yeah, there was no contract on, on this one, no writing at all. It was mainly like, okay, here's um, you know, what we're gonna do. Here's a deliverable. Okay, cool. There's the price. Okay, there's the money. Nice. Okay, I'll uh, you know, it'll be done when we're ready. So it was like super informal in that regard. And you know, that can work, I guess, to some extent, but moving forward now. Um, cause I hate the idea of like, oh, you know, here's like a 70 page contract that you need to read and like sign in like 42 different spots, but there is a balance, you know, it's definitely a good idea to have at least like a one or two page, um, list out of at least what you plan to deliver with a reasonable estimate of time. And then, you know, just like basic information about that. So yeah, because, because formality has a cost, like it just, there's this time cost of just spending much more time doing that, which leaves less time for actually being productive. There's, for some personality types, there's an emotional cost for people whose personalities are, um, are less formal, formal personalities. When you're getting really formal, that like the, the extreme, ver or one extreme version of, uh, of being really formal is lawyers. Like that, that's exactly what, exactly the lawyer's job is, I don't want to deal with this formality. I'll just pay you. Uh, uh, to, to do that. And sometimes projects are just so small, it's not even more like you'll spend more on the lawyers than you will, than you would, than you would make from the, from, from the project itself, which is why dealing with really small projects just requires a different balance of these factors and being much more sensitive because I think it's sensitive to these issues that we're discussing in this whole podcast, because I think it's okay to be less formal and more developing third worldish on these things and more relationship based. It's okay to be that way if you're really on top of all the yellow flags and watching out for this and making sure this boundary isn't crossed and there's this line here and talking about it and and and, and, and dealing with it. So in a in a way, actually, I didn't realize this until I said it out loud. Now, in a way, the formality is about um, uh, in, in in a way that in a way the formality is compensate is, is a way to compensate for not uh, not being on top of every little yellow flag that could come out. Mm. Yeah, it's very well put and absolutely makes a lot of sense. Like just for context of here, like this whole entire project all in was uh, I ended up charging him 1500 bucks. And I don't know exactly how many hours it took, like down to like the minute or hour, but he definitely got um, the better end of that deal because yeah. But oh, this is another red flag. I should have just maybe started with the amount like earlier in the, in this talk here. Like as soon as I gave him my initial amount, he was like, well, could you do this instead? Like immediately went into like haggle mode. So. Uh, okay. That, that's another developing third world uh, characteristic is all of my experience. Yeah. Haggle mode is very related to the discount point we made before. Like, and what's interesting about haggle mode is, and by the way, I love your phrase haggle mode. I think I'm going to start using it. Um, what's interesting about haggle mode is I've known one person too many who haggle just to haggle, like it's a sport for them. So like they actually don't care about the $200 they would say. It doesn't matter to them. It's just, it's just like they, the way you have fun play, playing whatever your favorite video game is, they have fun playing, uh, uh, like they, they have fun saying, okay, what words can I say? It's like a game. Like how can I get him to say that to say the ten cents? And um, just rubs me the wrong way personally. Yeah, me too for sure. But I totally get it. Like I'm sure 
there is like a gaming aspect to that because like they feel like oh they win because they got a better deal or something but i mean generally i don't know if this is like off topic for this podcast but like the more you end up charging the better the clients end up being at least that's what i've gained over time as experience because a lot of folks like who don't mind paying out um you know a very very reasonable you know um, silicon valley level rates or whatever they trust you to do the work. Like they'll just be like, Oh, that's how much you want. Okay, cool. And then like, I just find like those clients don't like lurch over your shoulder, like looking at every single like microsecond that you put towards the project, they kind of just let you do your thing and you give them updates and yeah, it just ends up being more relaxed. Cause even yeah. with this guy, there was other red flags too, where like I'd put up the site and do something and he'd be like, Oh, can you change this? What about that? What about that? What about that? And like, you know, I made those changes. Some of them were questionable ideas, but um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think this this gets into the the general yellow flag of micromanaging as well, where where as soon as they're like, oh wait, this little yellow should be a shade different. It's like it, it, um, like suddenly it's like okay, we'll have a zillion back and forth until his emotional whims are satisfied. And guess what? His emotional whims will never be satisfied because they can't be by definition because it's emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Google at one point, like way in the early days, spend like, you know, $40 million trying to get like the perfect shade of blue or something like that. Like they spent in marketing trying to determine like what shade of blue is better. And like, we're talking like, yeah, the most tiny little shades. <laughs> wow. I had never heard that fact before, but I think I'm going to use the phrase haggle mode. I'm also going to quote you on that, uh, or not quote you, quote, quote that fact that Google spent, I'll look at the numbers, something like 40 million trying to find the exact right shade, shade of blue. But that's the job that I want to have. I want someone to pay me $40 million to, to figure out, no, 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 America, this type of blue is too close to the American flag, so it, so, so it implies this. But if you go a little bit to this, it's a bit more implies the sea blue, and you want to imply the wide open ocean. <laughs> that's the job I want. <laughs> Would be very nice just to look at some hex code of, of a blue color and change like an F to an E and get paid like 600K. Nice. <laughs> exactly. This would be this would be a fun website to make you go you could go through every hexadecimal version and just and, and come up with the subtle implications of each. <laughs> so I think story wide sorry. No, 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 no. I, I, I think we're just wrapping up. So story wide, were there are there any other yellow flags? Thing, uh, things that happen, lessons from this, ways you've changed because of this, this because we got so many lessons from, from your talk, it's, it's, it's been great. And any concluding ones or did we uh, really hit the nail on the head? Trying to wonder like, is anyone keeping track at home of how many flags were thrown? Did we reach like the purple magenta level of, of flags? <laughs> like I'm trying to rewind all of them, like what did I learn? But yeah, I mean like, like high level takeaways is one, uh, you should be respectful of yourself when it comes down to how you value yourself, right? Like if you have a specific rate in mind, whether or not it's per hour, per project, however you want to do it, you should stick to that rate because it's a very weird, like you're already coming into it, not at a loss or whatever, if you, you know, succumb to their haggle mode, but it's just like, I don't know, it, it starts things off on the wrong foot, right? Like you wouldn't go to the doctor's office with no insurance or something. And they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, it's going to cost you $500 to do this. You're not going to be like, well, what about like 275? Would you be able to do that? Like, you, you know, this doesn't really happen in other 
trades that frequently, I guess, where you're not going to go to the grocery store and just like haggle your bill. I mean, it just wouldn't work. So why do it here? So yeah, I would stick to your guns with terms of rates, but also at the same time, like it's super dependent on how available you are, right? Like the busier you are, the more that you'll be inclined to charge more because you're busy. And like, if things are really like going slow, maybe you'll want to go for a lower rate. So there's always balancing that. And then, I mean, I didn't really learn much about just like contracts and stuff, but in this case, like I didn't really write that much custom code since it was like developing a Shopify application. But like, if you are in a position where you are developing code, I would definitely, definitely pay a lot of attention to how that code is going to be owned by the person you're writing that for. So it's like, do they own the IP now to the code or do you license that code to them? So I think that's very important. So uh, it allows you to basically reuse general code that you've written for one client for another client. I think that's a very important thing because you don't want to get in a spot where you know, you develop something that's generic, but then suddenly the contract says that you can't use that somewhere else because then you're, you're dead. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you can't work on another project again for the rest of your life. Like, <laughs> so I'd be careful with that. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, I love it. These, these are, um, these are very, uh, very, very good lessons. We've gotten plant a yellow flat, a lot of yellow flags from here. And it makes me want to build like a yellow flag detector. Do I have a website? <laughs> Or, uh, or yeah, you can add a form to the page, put in what yellow flags are your clients from, da, 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 da. You, can, you can check it off. Can it change its color to the magenta at some point? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not a bad idea. Like you, you can make the yellow flags like the problem and then right next to it have the solution or something like that. And now it becomes like an information site. Come back in three months, maybe this will be a, a, a page <laughs> our stories site. That would be funny. Done. <laughs> Thank you everyone who made it to the end. I hope you and everyone enjoyed the tangents. This was fun for me. And also um, and also a couple of new, new yellow flags and I'm thinking about them different that haven't come up in previous episodes have come out. So this was great. Uh, Nick Genetakis, I hope I pronounced that right. It's been great getting to know you. And also, uh, and also this was a fun episode. Thank you everyone. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. It was definitely fun.